0: morning, let's stand for the reading of the Word of God, turn to Hebrews chapter number 11, Hebrews chapter number 11, we'll continue with our theme for the year, this matter of choosing today, we need to have faith to choose, faith to choose, when you come to Hebrews chapter number 11, you find that this is a tremendous chapter in the Bible, it's oftentimes called the great hall of faith. I love reading, especially when I feel a little down, maybe struggling in my life. I go to Hebrews chapter 11, read about all these people that by faith, they chose by faith, and that's what we need to do in our lives. So many of these men and women were great because they chose by faith, and I believe because they did, God honored them. One thing we know is God recorded their names and what they did in the Word of God. You come to this chapter today, we're going to look at one of those individuals by the name of Moses. And certainly this is the New Testament we're in this morning. But I would encourage you maybe tonight, this week, go back to the Old Testament where you really find the day-to-day life of the man named Moses. And I want you to see this morning in Hebrews 11, beginning in verse Number 23, the Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. Now, let me just say that if it was when he was born, and it says by faith, that's talking about Moses' parents. Again, you say, Pastor, why have a family conference? That's why. Because Moses' parents, it helps us understand a little bit more about, the kind of home Moses was brought up in. And the Bible says here again, when he was born, he was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come of years, now he's an older man. Notice, by faith, Moses, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. By the way, that's how long it lasts, just a quick season, sin. The Bible says in verse 26 that he esteemed, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Notice again in verse 27, he did not fear the wrath of the king. You know where he got that from? His parents, who didn't fear the king's commandment. The Bible says in verse 28, through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians assaying to do were drowned. Let's pray this morning. Lord, thank you for the Word of God, and I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to exercise our faith, and for the example that we have in the life of the man by the name of Moses. Lord, I thank you for his parents. I thank you for how that he saw a living, working example of faith in his parents. And it helped him to exercise his own faith. Now bless, Lord, this morning the reading and the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing this morning. The Bible says in this very same chapter, if you look in the first two verses, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God has chosen us, like the Bible describes the elders in verse 2, that by it, by faith, we shall obtain a good report. You and I need to live our lives by faith. Faith is believing God. Faith is refusing to panic. Paul described faith in Romans chapter 8. He said, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. But can I tell you this morning, we need to understand that exercising faith. Is a choice. Some of you I noticed as the offering plates were passed just a few moments ago. Some of you I noticed put in your offering by faith. Some of you may have looked at your bills this week and thought, if I, if I give the Lord His, I may not be able to pay my bills. But I'm going to give God the first fruits. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We have to exercise faith. It is a choice. I read a story about a lady. She was in a retirement senior home. And she saw a new man come into the home And he came into the activity center where she was at, sitting in a chair. She saw the man come in, and she said to him, You look just like my third husband. She said, Tall, wavy brown hair, blue eyes, strong jaw, well-built. And the man looked at her and said, Really? He said to her, Well, how many husbands have you had? And she said, Two. Now, I don't know, but maybe she was exercising faith. I don't know. This morning, I want you and I to learn about a man in the Bible that was a man of great faith, the man by the name of Moses. But as I mentioned already, his faith began with his parents. His parents trusted God. What does it mean... As I've already said it a few times, to exercise faith. What does that mean? How? If we went to the gym, we would put some weights on a bar and we would try to push it up or use our legs to push it out. And that's how we would exercise to become physically stronger. How do we exercise faith? What's involved if we're going to choose to live by faith? we can learn this from the life of Moses. And it begins with his parents, first of all, who exercised faith because they chose to surrender. They chose to surrender. You see, faith surrenders to God. If you go back to the Old Testament, you know the story of how the Egyptian pharaoh had demanded that all the male baby boys should be put to death. Remember that decree? That every one of them, that their life would end as soon as it began. But the parents of Moses made a decision. And their decision was a decision of faith. The Bible says in Exodus 1, verse 16, he said, When you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, the Bible says, Then shall ye kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. Certainly when they saw the excitement that they had a baby boy, and it wasn't a daughter, the thought probably went through their mind about what the the Pharaoh had said, what he had decreed. But Moses' parents acted in faith, and by acting in faith, here's what they did. They defied a royal command. They went against the law of the Pharaoh. Somebody said, there is no such thing... As a correspondence course for swimming. If you want to swim, you've got to get into the pool. And in the Christian life, there is a proactive faith that requires getting wet. You have got to be like Moses' parents and surrender in God, surrender to God in faith. But notice that surrendering, first of all, is something we do to God, but faith surrenders to God in confidence. Go back and look at verse 23. I want you to see that phrase that when Moses was born and he was hid of his parents, notice they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. They were not afraid. See, faith removes fear. Faith is something that We don't worry about other things because we have faith. The Bible says God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I read a testimony this past week about a Christian man that they just identified, maybe for the sake of security reasons. They called him Brother Yun, Y-U-N. He was born in February 1958. In the the province of Henan, he became a Christian at the age of 16. God called him to be a witness in the western and southern parts of China. He developed a hunger for the Word of God, and he desired to have his own Bible, so much so that as a young man, he could not get his hands on a copy of the Word of God. He fasted for 100 days, asking God to give him a Bible. And the Lord providentially led a man his way one day and gave him his very own copy of the Word of God. He began to read it, study it, take it in, allow it to penetrate his heart. And God began to do a work in Brother Young's life and as a result of that, he began every opportunity he had to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But you see for sharing the gospel in communist China. Brother Yun was thrown into prison three separate times. On the third occasion when he was thrown into prison, the guards began to talk about this man, and they didn't want him to get out. They didn't want him to be able to go out and do what he had done so many times before. And so they came up with a plan, and they they got him alone, and they began to beat his legs and they crippled him permanently. On May the 5th, 1977, Brother Yun miraculously walked past dozens of prison guards and out of that maximum security prison. And since 2001, Brother Yun continues to share the gospel and has been sending missionaries out from China to the least reached nation's of the world. Now, how in the world could somebody like Brother Yun be doing what he has been doing all these years? Because in faith, he surrendered to the Lord. He said, God, I have all confidence and I I want in my life to be like Moses' parents and I want to remain surrendered to God in faith. And so notice that they chose to surrender. But secondly, We need to choose to suffer. Moses did. Look at the Bible says back in verse 24. When he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. They say that Moses would have enjoyed the rank of prince in the family of Pharaoh. Some believe that Moses could have been considered to be a pharaoh someday. He could have enjoyed the finer things of life, ate the best food, had the nicest clothes. But chose, He chose something that maybe many of us would not have chose. He chose to suffer. Well, how did he do that? He chose, first of all, to identify with Christ. You see, the Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Today, do you identify with the Lord? And when somebody asks you, do you go to church? What do you say? If somebody asks you, what do you believe? Do you tell them what you believe about the Lord? Do you share the scriptures with them? I know that it's a wonderful thing when somebody comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new, that there is this new life in Christ. The very next step in the life of a believer is to follow the Lord in what we call believer's baptism. Many times people will go into a baptismal pool located behind me and they find themselves Identifying with Christ. You see, salvation is something that takes place in the heart. As somebody is saved, we cannot necessarily see them saved. It's taken place on the inside. But believers' baptism is something that is visible, it is something on the outside. It's kind of like this ring on my finger that my wife gave to me when we got married 33 years ago. Aren't you proud of me? I remembered how many years we've been married. (laughs) This ring signifies that I am married to Joy Keeley. Now, guess what? If I take this ring off my finger, which I don't know if I can, I can't, guess what? I'm still married. The ring doesn't make me married. I am married because of the vow, the commitment that is there between my wife and myself. And I think about what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 where the Bible says we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Jesus was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. You see, just like Moses, when somebody publicly goes through that baptismal waters, the waters have no saving quality to them. A person is not saved because they got baptized. We go to heaven because we put our faith in Christ. But what we are doing outwardly is we are identifying with the Lord Jesus Christ, with his teachings, with his life. As you think about somebody getting scripturally baptized They go into the water. They go under the water. They come up out of the water. What a beautiful picture of what the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is. And you see what Moses said is, look, you can keep your palace. You can keep your clothes. You can keep your food. I choose to identify with Christ. Now remember, that choice caused him to suffer. See, he identified with Christ, and notice his identity required suffering. The Bible says in verse 25, back in our chapter, choosing to suffer affliction with the people of God. Look, he would have never experienced that if he would have stayed in the palace. He would have never experienced that if he said, no, I don't want what your daughter wants for my life. I choose to be with God and God's people. The Bible says esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. See, he chose rather to suffer than to enjoy temporary pleasure. Look at the Bible, says in Exodus 10, Pharaoh said unto him, Get thee from me, take heed to thyself, see my face no more, for in that day thou mayest... See my, see my face, thou shalt die. And Moses said, Thou hast spoken well, I will see thy face again no more. I don't think there was any looking back in Moses' life. I think Moses said, Look, I want God, I want what the Lord has. I'm not interested in the pleasures of sin for a season. You think about the nation of Israel, those people, God's people. Time and time again, you see, and even during this time when Moses led them out of Egypt's land, they were a very depressed people and a very downtrodden people, but they were the children of Abraham. You think about how that uh, he said to, to go with them. He was identifying, he was embracing a life of hardship. God never promised that the Christian life would be an easy life. Yet Moses chose this. He didn't choose to be with the people of God, and he didn't choose to identify with Christ because it was easy. He chose it because it was the right thing. It was the thing that he should do, and God gave him the courage to stand and to make that choice. And every Christian who chooses to walk by faith and identify with Jesus, every Christian will suffer some form of persecution. The Bible says that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Look what it says in Galatians 2. Paul writes there, what a great testimony. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, to live for pleasure in Moses' mind would have meant to live a life that was wasted. He understood how important it was to choose by faith. So many people choose to live a life of pleasure, to indulge in the things of this world. You see, indulgence in sin will wear a person out. It wears on your nervous system. It'll wear one's life even shorter Proverbs 1027, look at it. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. You ever see somebody that's living in sin? Oftentimes when I talk to them, if I get an opportunity in that conversation, or they bring it up and they and I find out how old they are, and I look at them and I think to myself, wow because you see the effects of sin on that person's body and how it begins to wear on them. The Bible says, For by me, God says, thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. You want to know how to live a long life? Live for God. Choose by faith to identify with God, with God's people look at verse 26 because we find that Moses not only chose to he he not only chose rather to enjoy the things of God instead of temporary pleasures but he chose the reproach of Christ greater than the riches of this world now think about that you study sometime all the riches that there were in Egypt's land and all that the pharaoh had i've read accounts where when they buried many of these pharaohs that they put so many things in their tombs. And most people would think, wow, that's why many of those tombs, if they have been found, they've been raided because of the riches. And Moses says, look, I just as soon enjoy being with the Lord, even if that means the reproach of Christ. See, there is never an indication in Scripture that Moses ever really wanted or even thought about going back into Egypt. Now, the children of Israel, remember how they were? They began to gripe and complain when all they had to eat was manna, and they, they began to talk about how good they had it back in Egypt, right? The leeks and the garlic. Hey, I'd take a steak over soup any day, you know? But listen, Moses never indicated that he had a desire to go back, but in verse 27, he began to focus his life, as the Bible says here, on he who is invisible. Somebody said, faith sees the invisible and believes the impossible. That's the life that we need to live. Moses endured during a very difficult time. Look at Philippians unto you, uh, 129, unto you is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, and that's if you're saved this morning, that's where you're at. But look at what it says in the last part of the verse, but also to suffer for his sake, to suffer. You see, Moses chose to suffer. I know it's probably not a great illustration, but I don't know why I began to think about the true account that they put into a movie of the story of the 1971 Virginia football team that the, the team, it was during a time of racial unrest in Alexandria, Virginia. There was a football coach by the name of Herman Boone, and he took this race-divided high school team, and he went to a camp, if you've seen the de- depiction, they went to a two-week camp, football camp. He began to work the boys, and I remember that's, I grew up playing football, I love football. I had a coach that was the exact same way when I was eight years old, I missed a block one time in practice, and he made me run a mile. Some of you think, boy, that was pretty hard. I'm still here. I think a lot of times we things are too easy on young people nowadays. I'm not advocating being too hard, but he took them to this camp, and he began to work them at this camp. He worked them hard, both emotionally, physically. As he began to work them, he tried his best to build within this team that was divided because of race, a sense of team, team spirit, team pride. It's kind of neat because it begins to show that by the end of the training camp, the boys begin to come together. In their last practice, the football teams all lined up row by row. And the coach begins to yell a few things at him, and he says, what are you? And the team shouts back, mobile, agile, hostile. Coach Boone shouts, what is pain? And the young men say, French bread. Boone hollers to him and says, what is fatigue? And they shout, army clothes. And with all of his might, he yells, will you ever quit? And what they said next was this. No, we want some more. we want some more. we want some more." Now, for those of you who don't know what mo is, that's more. And I'd like to think that when God put it to Moses, that Moses said, listen, if it's for my Lord... I want some more. You see, he chose. Why? Because his parents chose. And in his choosing, Moses' faith in God made him choose to suffer for the Lord and to identify with Christ. The question this morning is, do people know that you're a Christian? You see, he chose to surrender. He chose to suffer And because of that, look at this, thirdly, he chose to serve. He served according to the will of God. The Bible says in verse 28, through faith he kept the Passover. You studied it out, you know what the Passover is. How that he kept the sprinkling of blood. The Bible says in Exodus 12, God said that I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. and will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be to you for a a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. You know what Moses did? He acted according to the word of God. He acted according to the will of God. To me, that was a no-brainer. If you want to live, you take that animal that you have set aside, you spill its innocent blood, you take the hyssop, you apply it to the post on your door. That when the death angel passed by, God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. You see, I find he served according to the will of God. He willingly sacrificed. It was a service that Moses rendered to God. As God was showing his power that he had over the Egyptians, God was making known not only to Moses, but to all of us, the plan of salvation to all of his people. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Look at Romans 3. The Bible says, For all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in His, what? Blood. Blood. Notice, to declare His righteousness. Righteousness. For the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Oh, precious is the flow that makes us white as snow. You see, when God sees the blood, has the blood of Jesus Christ been applied to your heart today? Has God's blood been placed on your account today? Moses' act of obedience required a choice. But notice, he not only served according to the will of God, he followed according to the will of God. Verse 29 says, by faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians assayed to do, were drowned. You see, Moses witnessed, you know what he witnessed? God delivering his people. No one else had ever opened the Red Sea like like God did that day. And I see how the Bible says the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall under them on the right hand and on their left. And you know what Moses did? He just simply took the rod of God and held it up. God did the rest. He stretched it out over the waters. All of this was according to the will of God. The Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And listen, when we, like Moses, follow the will of God, we will be protected by God's might, just like the nation of Israel was. You see, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Moses made a choice, and here's what his choice was. He chose to live by faith. Hebrews ten thirty eight. now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Folks, living by faith is not common. You don't see it every day because most people don't understand that we walk by faith and not by sight. Many times we have to see it, but you know what Moses did? Without being able to see it, Moses chose. Well, what did he choose? Well, his parents made the first choice for him. His parents chose to surrender. They were not afraid of what the king said. Because of that, it caused Moses to surrender to God in faith. But you see, once he surrendered, it meant that he chose to suffer. And as he chose to suffer, I want you to see that his life became one that he chose to serve. Do you identify with the Lord today? Do you know Christ as your Savior? And listen, if you are living the Christian life and you are suffering, it's according to the will of God. It's a choice that you've made. Let's bow our heads this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Somebody said, we cannot, Lord, thy purpose see, but all is well that is done by thee. God makes no mistakes. Whatever the Lord is doing in your life today, God is doing His will, but He's given you a choice. Joshua's choice, choose you this day. You have an opportunity today, every day, to choose. The first choice that I want you to think about this morning is, have you chosen to accept Christ as your Savior? Do you know for sure that heaven would be your home? If you're not saved, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't put off the gift of God. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, you've never trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This morning, if you know Christ as your Savior, I wonder by an upraised hand as a testimony, Pastor, I know that I'm saved because Jesus has saved me from my sins. I've accepted Christ as my Savior. Would you slip your hand up this morning as testimony that you're saved? What a wonderful, wonderful sight this morning. You can put your hands down. Unless I missed you this morning, there may have been a few people that did not raise their hand. Maybe you don't really understand your need for salvation. But according to the word of God, all of us one day will spend eternity in one of two places. And The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, would you choose to be saved this morning? But if you are saved... Are you surrendered? Are you fearing what man can do to you more than fearing God? Are you fully surrendered to God? Are you suffering? Have you chose to identify with the Lord Jesus? I'm a Christian. Have you chosen to serve Him according to His will? Following the will of God for your life? Let's stand this morning.